You're listening to episode 20 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about consistency because I think hands down, this is the one thing that I hear from just about every person I talk to is that they have an issue staying consistent with something, no matter what it is, whether it's, you know, the the way you're eating or some new habit that you're trying to implement. It's consistency is the trickiest part to make happen because in order to be consistent, we have to develop a habit and that can be what is the most difficult place to start, right? So consistency can, you know, look a little bit different to everybody, but I think that most of the time, a lot of us have this image of being consistent as making the the right choice, whatever that is, I'm doing my air quotes over here, the right choice, like 99% of the time. That is just not real life. To me, being consistent about something is more like 80% of the time. I think that that's much more accurate. And if you are doing, I mean, think about a particular habit that you want to do. If you currently don't work out at all, and you decide that you want to start getting stronger, start going to the gym more often, something like that. If you went to the gym going from 0% of the time to 80% of the time, you would be over the fucking moon. You'd be over the moon that you made that happen. So I think a lot of times we reach for perfection and then we can't hit that. It knocks us down so far that we're like, oh, well, whatever. It's not going to happen. We're done. (laughs) And it can feel really discouraging if we allow it to be discouraging. But just because we don't start something off consistently immediately doesn't mean that we can't create a habit that we can turn into something that we will do consistently. Right? So, I mean, this is, this is the problem, right? Is that I can't stress enough that Creating consistency is not going to happen overnight. If you're looking to make some kind of a, some kind of a health change, whether it's, you know, like working out, like I mentioned before, or a nutrition change, something like that, it took you years to get where you currently are. And that's why something like a 21 day diet or detox or cleanse or whatever is not going to be the answer to your dream body or health. It took you time to get here. And it's going to take some time and consistency to turn things in a different direction. But so many of us get caught up in the perfection part and we're so unsatisfied or or dissatisfied, I guess, with our results if we aren't hitting our goals 100% of the time that then we just give up. Well, what's the point in that? Then we're certainly no farther ahead, right? So we have to start creating habits because that's what creates consistency. And if you're starting a brand new habit, it's going to take time and it's going to take some dedicated energy. Like we have to be honest here. It is going to take some energy, especially up front initially when you are changing your behavior, because that just naturally takes more energy and a little bit more attention sometimes. And that's why I always advise making changes slowly 
because it's much easier to absorb. And let, let's be honest, a lot of us don't have time to spend, you know, all day prepping a meal or something like that. I would never recommend that anyway, even if you did have the time, because it's just a really good way to get bored. <laughs> Unless you're a professional chef and you just love cooking, then good for you. But it, generally something like that is just not the way to go. So while we can take the time and, and dedicate some time to become more consistent, I also want you to have some, some self-compassion too, because this is the thing about consistency is that it's not a linear journey. Creating a new habit is not a linear journey and you're probably going to fuck up along the way. You're probably going to run into issues. You're probably going to run into uh, things that you were not expecting to come up. Maybe you're feeling some internal sort of mental resistance to starting a new habit and becoming more consistent about something as well. And you may not realize that until you start trying it. There's always going to be another choice. So again, let's use something like nutrition, for example. If, if you are trying out a, a new style of eating and you kind of go off the deep end and you end up overindulging, let's say you go to some party, you end up you know, hanging out at the dessert, at the dessert table all night. <laughs> there's always another meal. So you're always going to have another meal after that. There's always another choice. You can always decide to have something else. If, if that party or something, let's say is at lunchtime and you way overindulge at lunch, that's fine. You have dinner. Dinner is next. Maybe you're not hungry <laughs> at that point, but you can always make another choice. If you eat, if you ate something that made you feel like garbage for lunch, then you can eat something that makes you feel really good for dinner, both internally and, you know, sort of more physically too, like sort of emotionally, it makes you feel good. And physically, it makes you feel good in terms of digestion and all that stuff. There's always another choice, always. And the other thing about consistency too, is that there, there's sort of, there, there's never a right or wrong time necessarily to start making changes. But if you're looking to develop a new habit or something like that, you do want to choose your timing wisely in that if you're in the most stressful season of your life right now and you're trying to start implementing all kinds of new habits, you might not be very happy with the results because it's going to be pretty difficult to focus on, you know, changing your nutrition or, or your workout or your career or something like that if you have a ton of other stressors going on in your life. So that's another time where you need to offer yourself some compassion. And if you if you're struggling, and you start to try to make a change, and it doesn't go very well, take some of the emotion out of that get a little bit analytical about what went wrong there. And why didn't this work for me? Why was I not able to uh, stick with the, the style of eating? Sometimes the answer and people don't always like it when I tell them this, but sometimes if we're looking at this, again, from a nutrition example, if you are not succeeding in the way you're eating, you're probably being too restrictive, most likely. You're probably being way too restrictive. Uh, you might even be under eating, potentially. And these are topics that I have lined up uh, for upcoming podcast episodes that, that we'll definitely dive into more. But those are a lot of the issues around that. And I talk to women all the time who are so frustrated with the way that they're eating and they're, they're just tired. And, and one of the first things they'll tell me is that they're frustrated with their lack of consistency. If you've been trying the same types of things 
to implement kind of restrictive changes to your diet over and over and over and over again, and you've never been able to be consistent about it your entire life, then there are some bigger issues going on there. Your mindset, first of all, likely has to do a massive shift. You need to start looking at your nutrition a little bit differently, and you maybe need to start getting really serious about it. maybe you actually need to eat in a different way. Maybe your body's fighting you because the way that you're trying to eat is not the best thing for you. And that doesn't mean that you that you can't make a change. It just means that maybe you need to make a different type of change. Or maybe you need to start a little bit smaller rather than trying to do that 180 all at once, right? What you need to focus on the most, I think, is what is going to make you feel good. And this goes for anything. For any type of change that you're trying to, to turn into consistency. And what's going to make you feel good when you go to bed tonight? So what I mean by that is that rather than, rather than focusing on, let's say a craving, you have a huge craving right now, you could indulge it. And I'm all for, for that, you know, like indulge your, your cravings. If, if it's really, truly like a, a major craving and you just really, really want something by all means, within reason, if you're doing that every single day and, you know, even multiple times a day and in large amounts, then not so good then you're going to, to not be very happy with that. But what I want you to focus on is what is going to make you feel good, not necessarily right this second, but what's going to make you feel good when you go to bed tonight and mentally review your day? What's going to make you feel good at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of the year? If you look back, I mean, intuitively, we know when we've done something consistently. We just do. And... It, there, there is a fine line, like there are, there are people who are, uh, you know, much more perfectionist about it. And if they didn't reach their, whatever their goal is 100% of the time, then they feel like they've failed. But truly, if, if any of us are really honest with ourselves, we know if we've done something most of the time, or if we've done something eh, kind of very little of the time, we know this, we really do. So that's a really good time to get really clear with ourselves and really honest with ourselves about whether we're doing something consistently first. That's sort of the place to start because sometimes we think we're not doing something consistently, but when we actually really think about it, we probably are and we might just be really hard on ourselves. Or maybe you're going to go the other way with this and realize, you know, no, I really haven't been very consistent about it. And that's when I want you to focus a little bit more about what's going to make you feel good. So let's, let's use the craving for an example again. So at the end of the day, when you go to bed, I don't want you to feel badly about indulging that craving at all. This is where the self-compassion comes in. But if you do that every single day or multiple times per day, how are you going to feel at the end of the week? Probably not great. If you continue that, that for a month, how are you going to feel at the end of the month? So it's a very fine line between uh, making a, sh a change and a shift and building in these new habits and instead focusing on what would make you feel good right this second. Just as another nutrition example, I actually have an interview coming up uh, on Thursday, so make sure you tune in, with an Olympian. She's actually a good friend of mine. And you're not gonna, you're definitely not gonna want to miss it. And she, sort of one of the many examples that 
underscores that it takes time to reach a particular goal when it comes to consistency. And she actually told me a story about a friend who asked her to, to let her know exactly what she ate every single day because this friend had been on every diet under the sun and she still wasn't able to look the particular way that she wanted. So she felt that my friend, uh, the Olympian, had sort of the perfect body. And when, uh, her, her name is Meg, when Meg told her that she had just eaten some chocolate with lunch and explained that she doesn't eat perfectly, her friend burst into tears in frustration. And this just, it breaks my heart because this is what we, this is what we need to understand from a situation like this. And so many of us have, have felt that way, even if we haven't necessarily verbalized that to someone else. We've all looked at another woman and gone like, oh, she has the perfect body or she has the perfect life or she, she must, you know, eat perfectly all the time, 100% of the time. She must have ironclad willpower. We've all thought this. But the first thing I want you to understand from this is that consistency takes time. So my friend Meg, she's been training her entire life. So the fact that she went to the Olympics tells you just from that tells you the caliber of the workouts, the training, the coaching, like the long hours put in at the gym, living and breathing her sport. That's, that's a more extreme example, I know, but the foundation of that applies to all of us because what we expect overnight takes time, it takes patience, and it takes consistency. And not that everyone wants to reach sort of that Olympian level, but we do know this about Olympians. We, we all, you know, we intellectually, we understand that Olympians are going to train far more and in a far different way than any of the rest of us who don't go to the Olympics and who just want to, you know, look good, feel good, all that great stuff and lead a long, healthy life. But it's, it's a different level. And that has taken her years and years of consistency at a level that most of us would never even want to bother with, to be honest, right? I, the second part that I got from that was that what works for one is not necessarily the right fit for another. And I know I always say this, and I will continue to repeat it because there will always be people who need to hear this. I can't stress that enough. It, we are all incredibly biochemically unique and what works for, for one person, Olympian or non-Olympian, is not necessarily the right fit for somebody else. And the third part is that our, our bodies and our minds are not straight equations of things like, you know, calories in, calories out. So the foods that one person eats and the workouts that that person does might be the best fit for them. But somebody else might require a completely different style of eating, a, a different way of moving their body, it, their metabolism might need something entirely different to support it in that way. If you want more information on that, make sure to refer back to episode 17 with Dr. Jade Tita. It is an absolute must listen episode, must listen episode. It, you definitely, if you've not heard it yet, make sure you jump back, pause this, go listen to that and come back because <laughs> all of this will make so much more sense. I mean, there are, there's so many times when I'll start to feel frustrated if I'm trying to implement a new habit and I feel like it's not paying off. And that's when it's easiest to give up right there. You can say, well, this isn't the right choice for me. And then you can just continue to beat yourself up and feel like a failure. That doesn't feel good, right? That, and I can tell you, that's certainly not going to make you consistent about anything either. The only thing that's going to make you consistent around is 
a nonstop cycle of feeling guilty and beating yourself up. That's the only thing that you will be consistent about. When, when we need to uh, do what I mentioned before about what feels good, not just right this second, but what feels good at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, we have to think about what our bigger purpose is. And I talked about this a little bit in the episode uh, around discomfort last week as well, because we have to have sort of that, that bigger goal in mind. And I think I actually used uh, one of these examples, but it, it applies perfectly here as well, which is if, if you want something like, um, you know, eating, eating healthier and working out more or something like that, don't just think about something like a number on the scale, because that number is not going to serve you. That number is not going to get you out of bed on the tough days in the dead of winter when it's freezing cold outside and it's 6am and you're going to get up and go for a workout or whatever. And, and that's not what is going to fuel you on those days. You have to think about the bigger picture here. What is, what is your end game? I would imagine that you probably want more energy. You want to feel healthy and happy and have glowing skin and radiate, you know, uh, just radiate light basically because you feel amazing inside and out and you're comfortable in your body. All of those amazing things, you can't even put like a price on that. But you can get there with the right choices. And that is what you need to think about when it comes to consistency because there's a lot of motivation intertwined with consistency, but motivation is not always going to show up for you. You have to show up for it. I'm going to say that again. Motivation is not going to, is not always going to show up for you. <clears throat> there are going to be days when you don't have the motivation. So what do you do then? You have to have something else to focus on and you have to be able to focus on the long game on how you want to feel on whatever your your bigger purpose is what you know I, I talk about that a lot but and it really depends on on the situation but if it's if you're really unhappy in your career and there's uh, a totally different career that you've been thinking about that you you really think would be the right fit for you you're so passionate about it if you are going to make changes to get there then that has to be what fuels you because on the tough days when you're tired and, and you don't feel like, you know, looking up another, uh, another few job interviews or building your, your side business or something like that, on those tough days, you have to think about where is this getting me in the long term? Because otherwise, it's really easy to give up. It is really, really easy to get up and this is to give up. And this is why a lot of us struggle so much with consistency because we're relying on motivation and motivation is not always going to be there. So some of the main sort of takeaways and, and action steps that I have for you are number one, what would make you feel good beyond this second? So again, just going back to this, I mean, something like chocolate. <laughs> I'm all for chocolate. Anyone who knows me is that uh, knows that I am all about the chocolate and eat chocolate almost every day but we still have to think longer term. If you're having a little bit, how will that make you feel? Probably fine, right? No big deal. Takes the edge off. Then you don't feel like you're depriving yourself or anything like that. You're enjoying it. But if you avoid chocolate like the plague and you try and never let yourself have it, 
Are you going to feel out of control around it later? A lot of people will. In my experience, I know I, I always did. Anytime I would try to be completely restrictive and total deprivation, you know, no chocolate, no sugar, no sweets, I would just go off the deep end once my willpower gave out, which didn't usually take more than about a week. <laughs> and then we were, you know, I was always then stuck in that cycle of, oh, I'll start again Monday, it'll be fine. And we get stuck in that, in that cycle, right? So what will make you feel good beyond this second? And that can be just one of the many steps that, that it takes to learn how to sort of indulge a bit more moderately, which again is a little bit of a, a separate episode, but overall, when it comes to consistency, we have to think a little bit longer term. So number one, what will make you feel good beyond this second? Number two, momentum. So taking a tiny, even the tiniest step of action will go a long way. Even if you don't feel like it, and even if it isn't perfect, the tiniest little step will go a long way. I actually find this a lot with um, sort of moving and, and working out. And if any time that I have, you know, gone a while without working out, it's harder to get back into it. Walking and, and moving are, are one thing. It's not, not nearly as difficult because often my body will just crave the movement, but actual workouts, I can easily talk myself out of doing them. If I've, if I've taken a bunch of time off for whatever reason, it can be tough to get back into it. But if you work out even a little bit, just very short workouts, something really low key even, um, on a, on a regular basis, it's easier to keep that going and build on that than it is to stop cold turkey and then continue on. Now, that's not always the case. I mean, you know, like if there's like injuries and stuff like that, that's a different story. But generally speaking, momentum is really, really key to just continue taking those tiny, tiny little steps forward. And they add up in a huge, huge way over time. And number three is to sort of surf the feeling and recognize that this is not forever. And I know that it, it, that sounds like a total contradiction to momentum. And again, it, it depends on, on how you're applying this to your specific situation. But when we, again, let's use something like a, like a craving. If we kind of surf that and we roll with it and we go, okay, like, yeah, I, you know, maybe you didn't get much sleep last night. Maybe you're pretty stressed. Um, you can kind of tell that you might be emotionally eating, but you know what, today, maybe it's just easier to have a little bit of chocolate. Go for it. And then you recognize that that period of, of stress, that lack of sleep, isn't forever. Hopefully not anyway. <laughs> and you know, maybe you're going to have the chocolate today, then you go to bed a bit earlier tonight, get a good night's sleep, you're back on track tomorrow. So that's where a lot of the self compassion comes into is making sure that you are you're you're okay with it and that you are okay with yourself for indulging in that because there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's nothing wrong with not being consistent 100% of the time, because again, consistency is more like 80% of the time, in my opinion, if you do it 100% of the time, that's perfection. And I don't think any of us are perfect. So instead let's aim for more like 80% somewhere around there. And if you can hit 80% consistency on just about anything, you will probably master it. You will become the master of whatever it is that you have done about 80% of the time consistently. 
and that will make a huge difference to your life, no matter which area it is that, you, that you're applying that. It's funny, I was actually in a bit of a funk recently. First, it was sort of some personal relationship issues that I was dealing with with a, a few people, and that kind of got me down, and then after a week or so, it was that was mostly ironed out, and I still didn't really feel like doing much at all, and I mean like just about anything, like working, writing, training, even moving that much. And I could kind of feel myself getting pulled down into anxiety. I, I was feeling just super anxious. I was in a bad mood at the end of every day. And it was because I kept, you know, swearing to myself that, okay, today's going to be different. I'm going to get X, Y, and Z off my to-do list. And I'd make some ridiculously long to-do list. And, but it, it wasn't helping. And at first I had to kind of force myself to get back to some of the habits that I knew would lift me up. I thought, okay, well, I can continue to sit in anxiety or I can take even a small step of action if I just do one thing today, if I go for a long walk and uh, send an email, then I knew that that would start to convince me to, to get out of my funk. And once you do those two things, at least for me, once you, you take those little baby steps and in those cases, you know, going for a walk and sending out an email, I naturally just wanted to do more. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go to the gym today too. Or, you know, maybe I'll uh, write a blog post or record a podcast or whatever. And that, that really started the momentum to get back to where I wanted to be. So just take one step at a time to avoid the overwhelm. Because if you change too many things at once, you'll run into a huge wall and you'll just feel like a failure and you'll beat yourself up. And it's, it's just not a good feeling to sit in. So if you just take it one step at a time, those little baby steps, that is what is going to take you the distance. And because I, I, I actually get so many questions about consistency, I've actually come up with a free guide with clear, specific action steps all laid out for you, including a workbook that you can use to finally get some wins under your belt and to find success implementing the habits that you've been thinking about for probably literally years. And they seem to, you know, come, some of these things might seem to come to everyone else with ease and, and you've never been able to make them happen regularly up to this point. But you can actually apply these habits to nutrition and keeping your health on track. And these are, you know, I'm giving you some of the exact cues that I use with clients too. So not only that, but once you actually master them, you can apply them in different areas of your life for consistency in all the areas that you might have previously struggled with. So I'm really, really excited about this. So make sure to go check out the show notes at roomtogrowpodcast.com. It'll all be linked there. Um, it's called Consistent Action. And I'm, I'm super, super excited about this. This is going to really help you to take action to finally get consistent, to finally reach that level of consistency with your nutrition, with your health, so that you can get back on track and just feel amazing and not be beating yourself up. That's always my biggest, my biggest concern is that it, none of us will get anywhere in life if we just spend it, you know, being super anxious and feeling like we're not enough somehow. We have to, we have to figure that part out as we're building up this consistency and they go hand in hand too, because as we become more consistent, then that's going to really help our self-esteem too. So they're really, really closely tied together. So I'm super excited for you to go check that out. And because struggling with consistency is the number one issue that I hear about, and everyone is a little bit different in 
the best approach that will work for them, you can actually book a call with me as well. So I do offer a handful of free 30 minute calls every month, also listed in the show notes over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. We'll go over the situation that you're dealing with and some really specific strategies that will help you break out of those habits and to create new ones. So I would love to chat with you. That kind of stuff absolutely makes my day. And it's pretty cool to sometimes not be talking to a wall, like when I'm recording a podcast and actually get to talk to a human. (laughs) So make sure to go book that phone call and we can come up with some strategies that are really specific for you, your situation and your lifestyle as well, because that is what is really going to determine your success. So I hope you guys really enjoy this, that you hopefully got a lot out of it. And if you can take a screenshot uh, on tag me on social media, I would love to connect with you to thank you for listening. It again, it totally makes my day. So <laughs> I'd love to see you over there. I'm over at Emily Goff coach, and I will talk to you guys in a few days with my friend, the Olympian Meg, and you're absolutely going to love her. She is a blast. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.